0: But it is what happens when you bring more need than want into a relationship. I want food, but I need water. I need oxygen. These are things I cannot live without. I can get without food for at least a little while, but without water and oxygen, I'll die. You should not bring that kind of need to any relationship. Look, at the end of the day, each one of us has to decide what level of importance we place on our relationships right? It has to be our own decisions. But what I'm saying is that if I know that if tomorrow my life unravels on me, and if this person that I'm counting on leaves me, I'll cry, I'll rage, I'll probably even throw things. But then I'll pick myself back up, I'll pull my shit together, and I'll fight the fight. I'll do what is necessary to take care of myself. Because I am my own support system. When you believe that you can support yourself, take care of yourself, it will completely change how you move through a relationship. Welcome back to Experable. I'm your host, Krati Mehra. And in this show, we learn from the success and struggles of people we admire and dive deep into concepts that help us expand the possibilities available to us so we can freely, boldly design the life we desire, discover the depth and breadth of our capabilities, access the wisdom available in the world around us and even on really bad days, love what we see in the mirror. Are you ready? Let's go. Out of all our qualities, the one that makes us most human is our need to belong, to love and be loved. In fact, some of us derive our very value, our self-worth, based on how other people feel about us, which is Obviously, not entirely healthy, but it is a very human thing to do. Ideally, your self image should be independent of other people's perception of you, but we are social beings and how we are treated when we are moving through the world and the quality of the love and respect we get from the people we care about, all of that matters greatly. Consider this scenario imagine being in a relationship where you are. Constantly appreciated, where your strengths are celebrated, even your flaws are accepted with understanding and patience. In an environment like that, your confidence will naturally grow and get stronger. You will see yourself through this lens of love and appreciation. And that positive feedback loop will strengthen your self esteem and it will encourage you to take risks and be more authentic. But if you are in a relationship where you're frequently criticized, you're belittled, or you're made to feel less than, such interactions will, especially when they happen repeatedly, they will destroy your self-worth. They'll destroy your self-confidence. It will put your entire sense of identity in jeopardy. Something else, perhaps more subtle, that goes on in a relationship is what you observe. The more subtle cues, so to say, non-verbal cues, body language, or the actions of the other person, and the message that those actions, or their lack, hold for you. Like neglect, for example. You remember their birthday, but they always forget yours. They never answer your calls on time. They abandon you when you're sick and alone. We may continue to love that person, but we'll start wondering, uh, especially if we think highly of that person, especially if we have respect for that person, and if they don't love us back in an equal capacity, we'll start wondering if perhaps we're not good enough to be loved as much. It happens with children all the time. It's also one of the reasons why when unloved kids, once they become adults, are so willing to do whatever their parents ask them to do, including marrying who their parents pick or pursuing careers that they don't want to pursue simply to please their parents. You know, in response to neglect, rarely do people say that, okay, I'm not being treated as I deserve to be treated. So I'm going to leave. What happens is, tragically enough, is that most people work harder to earn that regard and care. And that does nothing for your confidence. In fact, it hurts your confidence quite a lot. As I said, it will put your entire identity into jeopardy. Now, every relationship, romantic or not, has two people in it, right? So the health of a relationship is dependent on the performance of each player. And if you find yourself with someone abusive or neglectful, it is ultimately your responsibility to either change that dynamic or move on to something better. So in view of that, today we'll talk about how we can hold our own in a relationship and move through it with confidence. But first, let's very quickly talk about what a healthy relationship feels like. Number one, emotional and physical safety. Physical safety, that needs no explanation here. Emotional safety means that in a healthy relationship, you can be yourself. Flaws and all, without fearing, ridicule, humiliation or harm it's a place where vulnerability is not exploited instead it's cherished and protected it's someone when they cry in front of you that feels like such a privilege you feel 10 feet tall i mean obviously the the person you love is crying that doesn't make you feel good but the fact that they they are willing to cry in front of you that they trust you to that extent i don't know about you but that always makes me feel like okay i've done something right here so You know, you should have massive respect for that person's vulnerability, whoever the other half of that relationship is. Number two, there should be respect in your relationship, whether it's honoring boundaries, listening actively, or simply not ridiculing the other person's opinions. Number three, and a very important point, you are allowed to maintain your individuality. You know, out of all the bad friendships I've ever had, the worst ones were where my quote unquote friend expected me to not be friends with people she didn't get along with or only be friends with people she approved of and if i went out to parties and events that she wasn't invited to the next day it was silent treatment and i still cannot for the life of me believe that i put up with that nonsense but i did i i did put up with it and i put up with it for very very long so that's why i wanted to mention it here It's important to remember that a healthy relationship respects your individuality. The person on the other end of that relationship allows for personal space and celebrates differences. It's about being together, yet giving each other the room to breathe, explore, and yes, grow independently. Number four, open communication. A hallmark of a healthy relationship is the ease and openness of communication. It's about being able to share your joys, fears, dreams, anxieties, knowing that you'll be heard, knowing that what you are sharing will be noted. It's also about addressing conflicts with maturity without resorting to blame games or spreading secrets far and wide or making jokes when the other person is being vulnerable. Or, and this is something a lot of us do, using what has been shared in a vulnerable moment to score points in a fight. What people share in an emotionally raw moment is beyond sacred. Never ever use those confidences to score points or betray their confidentiality. I have been at the receiving end of such behavior and I'm telling you, it was game over for me. For the sake of my own mental health, I have of course forgiven those people, but never will I ever trust them again. In fact, people like that have deeply wounded my ability to trust others. Number five, trust. This goes without saying. And the previous point already, you know, adds to it. Uh, But you need to be able to trust your partner. In a healthy relationship, both partners encourage and support each other's growth. They celebrate each other's achievements, provide a supportive shoulder during failures, and constantly inspire one another to become the best version of themselves. I also want to say that joy, there should be a lot of joy. It should be the dominant emotion in your relationship. But I do know that certain people value a sense of safety, a sense of security a lot more than they value joy. So that's entirely up to you. But whatever emotion you are seeking, you should be able to find that in your relationship. I think that is a true marker of a healthy relationship. Apart from the five points that I mentioned. In essence, I would say a healthy relationship should feel like home. It's where you can let your guard down, be your very genuine self. And even on a bad day, know that you are valued, you are cherished and loved for who you are. And now we come to the main point of this episode, how to show up with confidence in a relationship. And what that means is how to be a part of a relationship without getting consumed by it hold your own in it, exercise your individuality and set and enforce certain standards within the bounds of that relationship. It is self-confidence that allows you to recognize when you're being treated badly, that helps you walk away when a relationship turns toxic. Either walk away or do what is necessary to bring the relationship back to a place of health. So now let's discuss what we can do to be confident in a relationship. Number one tool necessary for you to have confidence anywhere, really is clarity. You have got to have clarity about your expectations. But in the context of a relationship, what that means is that you need to have clarity about your expectations, what you can give, your limitations, your boundaries. You know, when we travel someplace new, we practice caution because everything is unfamiliar. And if while on that trip, we get lost, it can become a whole situation right but if you know the way to get to the hotel or wherever it is that you're staying if you have memorized the route or you've got gps with you then even if you get lost you are not going to be afraid even if it's getting dark even if there's bad weather you'll be fine you'll simply follow the directions and you'll get back safely to your hotel and while you're on the way you'll you won't be all that nervous despite the unfamiliarity of that place but if you get lost and you don't have any gps or any idea of how to get back to your hotel you're gonna get a little nervous and then if it starts to get dark or the weather turns bad then you're going to be afraid for your safety and you're going to feel as vulnerable as a kid it's the same with life not just relationships but every situation in life when we know where we want to go the path we want to take to get to that place what we are willing to do while we are on the way what we are not willing to do when we have that kind of clarity we move through life with a lot of confidence when we face challenges it's that clarity that reminds us that okay it's a challenging situation but you know where you're going so just take it one step at a time you'll be fine but if you have no idea what you want it will definitely impact your confidence and how you show up it's one of the reasons why some people suddenly wake up one day and find it hard to recognize the person they're with and the state of their relationship and they they ask questions like how the hell did things get this far how did i end up here it's because when something happens that's not okay your lack of clarity around your boundaries your non-negotiables your expectations that lack of clarity makes it hard for you to make a firm decision. It makes it hard for you to let the other person know, hey, this is not okay. And something else you need to understand here is that the partner with more clarity will always end up taking charge. Which is not necessarily a bad thing because you know you want the person who knows the route to steer the ship. So it's not a bad thing, but only if we are with someone who values our growth and well-being as highly as they value their own. Because if they don't, then that could really cost you. So if you wanna show up with confidence in your relationship, you need to have clarity. In fact, I will go one step further here and say that you should also work on nurturing your self-awareness. Clarity just around your role in a relationship is not enough. You should really know yourself to be confident, especially where your strengths are concerned. Because when you are aware of your strengths, you don't allow the relationship in itself to take precedence over your interests you try for a balance instead, which is the healthier approach, you know, or as close to a balanced situation as any of us can get. But that's only possible when we know what we bring to the table. When you know what it is that you bring to the relationship, you can fight for yourself. You can also be a solid support to your partner, to your friend, your family member, whoever it is that's on the other end of that relationship. So it's both those things. Think of every business negotiation ever. The weaker party that has less to offer always has to agree to less favorable terms, which is why before you reach the point of negotiation, you need to know what it is that you bring to the table, to the relationship. Confidence is an inside game, right? If you and I are in a relationship and you, in certain ways, bring more to the relationship than I do, and, and you're wonderful about it, right? You always do and say whatever you can to let me know that it doesn't matter. You are the one I want to be around and there's all of these other qualities that you have and etc. cetera, et cetera. But as I said, self-confidence is an inside job. So if I feel lacking, no amount of reassurance from you is going to be enough, Which means that I need to be aware of my strengths or I need to have a growth mindset, right? I need to believe that, okay, if this is what my person needs from me, I can provide that. To have that kind of confidence, which comes from knowing that you are a capable human being, knowing what your strengths are, what you bring to the relationship, does not just help you fight for yourself. It helps you make the relationship better because if you keep getting progressively insecure, you are very likely to sabotage the relationship as well. Because some people, When they feel insecure, they turn aggressive. They initiate fights for no reason. They don't apologize when they should. So I hope you understand my point here. So have clarity around what you want in a relationship, your boundaries, what you're willing to give, and what you will not accept. And secondly, know your strengths. Know what you bring to the relationship and believe that you can always rise to the challenge of providing what your relationship needs as and when the expectations change, right? Have a growth mindset. Number three is for you to have a lot of humility. Now, this may seem counterintuitive to some people, but if you've ever heard of that saying, those who don't bend, break. That will really explain things to you. People lacking in humility often get caught in the perfectionism trap. They are people who don't like making mistakes. They are hypervigilant about not messing up. And hypervigilance is not conducive to confidence because it creates fear within us. People like that are more concerned about saving face, getting everything right, never being wrong, so much so that they forget to fully experience life. If I'm always watching out for potential mistakes, if I'm always trying to you know, make everything look good and get everything right, I'm not going to enjoy life. I'm going to be hyper-vigilant about all of this shit, which is going to make it very hard for me to revel in the life that I have, in what I am getting right. Now, if I have humility... What that means in the context of a relationship is that i am able to admit my mistakes and apologize without any problems which in turn takes away my need for hyper if i am comfortable saying i am sorry if i am comfortable admitting fault and accept responsibility for my actions i will also be comfortable making mistakes which does not mean that i will deliberately do nasty shit no but i will allow myself to explore Adventure, try new things, share myself in a relationship more freely. If something goes wrong, I'll apologize and I will do my part to repair the damage. What I won't allow is for the other person to beat up on me for having made a mistake. This is the other aspect of humility that very few people appreciate. Humility brings a confidence and a strength all its own because humility comes when we have an understanding of our strength when we have a lot of self-belief. I don't mind someone criticizing me because I know I have a lot to offer. So, okay, I don't know XY thing, but there is a lot that I do know. And what I don't know, I can always learn. I trust myself to be able to correct and learn and grow constantly. I am happy to apologize. I'm happy to accept fault because it does not make me less of a person. I am still going to be just as capable, as efficient, and effective as I was before I made that mistake. In fact, if anything, thanks to that mistake, I have learned and I've grown. In a relationship, it means I don't bring that sense of inadequacy, that sense of insecurity that makes me want to appear a certain way in front of the other person. Humility allows for authenticity. It allows you to relax and let go and really experience that relationship. Also, when we are comfortable taking responsibility for our actions, as I said, we don't allow other people to use our mistakes to beat up on us, which allows us to stay confident even in bad moments. Okay, I broke shit. I caused someone pain. Now I'm willing to do penance for it. What I'm not willing to do is turn myself into someone's punching bag, which is what happens in relationships sometimes. Relationships are your safe place. At least they're supposed to be. But because of the immense comfort they can potentially offer when things go bad, they also take a massive toll on a person. To avoid that, you need to be confident of yourself. And believe me, humility is a quality that has power all its own. So cultivate humility. Be willing to apologize. Be willing to repent and repair the mistakes you make. It's going to be a real game changer. Something else that impacts your confidence in a relationship is, of course, how you treat yourself. That is really a no-brainer. If you treat yourself badly, if you're constantly denigrating yourself, calling yourself names, or you're neglectful of your well-being, you won't have much of a reaction when other people do the same to you. On the other hand, if you take good care of yourself, if you think well of yourself, then you will expect others to do the same. And if they don't, initially it will confuse you, then it will hurt you. Then you'll talk, you'll complain, you'll even fight about it. What you won't do is simply accept the treatment that is being handed out to you. So look at how you treat yourself, examine that closely. And I'm telling you, it will match up to how you treat it in a relationship as well. So if you want to be confident as you move through your relationship, cultivate love and respect for yourself. Prioritize your well-being, your interests, your passion, your growth, your learning, and even your social image. Basically, be your own priority. I'll also advise you to be your own support system. Yes, relationships are our support system. They are great support systems, in fact. But if someone takes away your relationship, if the people you love and trust abandon you, you should be hurt by it. Of course, you should be devastated by it even. But you shouldn't shatter into a million pieces. The loss of it shouldn't paralyze you into immobility. At least not beyond a few moments. But it is what happens when you bring more need than want into a relationship. I want food, but I need water. I need oxygen. These are things I cannot live without. I can get without food for at least a little while, but without water and oxygen, I'll die. You should not bring that kind of need to any relationship. Look, at the end of the day, each one of us has to decide what level of importance we place on our relationships, right? It has to be our own decisions. But what I'm saying is, That if I know that if tomorrow my life unravels on me, and if this person that I'm counting on leaves me, I'll cry, I'll rage, I'll probably even throw things. But then I'll pick myself back up, I'll pull my shit together, and I'll fight the fight. I'll do what is necessary to take care of myself. Because I am my own support system. When you believe that you can support yourself, take care of yourself, it will completely change how you move through a relationship. The absence of need will allow you to be confident even when you let the other person take charge, even when you dote on them, you adore them, even when you're crying on their shoulder and you allow them to sometimes solve your problems for you. You'll be doing all of that as an act of love, not helplessness. On the other hand, if there is a lot of need and fear driving you in a relationship, you're going to put up with a lot. It's one of the reasons why so many people continue to stay in abusive relationships. Also, being your own support system, this is not just good for you, but also the health of a relationship. Because, you know, people love in their own way and to their own capacity. No amount of fighting and crying is ever going to change that. You know, I always used to make a big fuzz over the birthdays of my family members. Uh, but my birthday was never treated in the same way. And that would always break my heart a little bit but when i grew up i realized that for my parents birthdays are really not that big a deal because when they were growing up even when they were very little they had already started dealing with very adult problems my mom she was way too poor to do anything on a birthday my father was neglected and again his birthday i'm guessing got overlooked most of the time and it's not like they ignored my birthday no they they used to do their best But what they preferred was that I simply tell them what it is that I want and they'll get that done. Be it an expensive present or a party, just just tell us what you need and we'll get that for you. But I was, of course, a a kid and I wanted to, like we see in the movies, I wanted to wake up to the house decorated. A giant cake sitting on the table, pile of gifts everywhere. Uh, Eventually, I realized, okay this is really not their cup of tea (laughs) so i did start telling them exactly how i want my birthday to go and what do you know once they knew what they had to do my parents they threw themselves heart and soul into giving me the birthdays i wanted which was very adorable very cute to watch (laughs) it made me realize that you know what it's not fair to force people to love you how you want to be loved that's not okay Instead, you should try and understand that, okay, this person that I love so much, let me find out what their understanding of love is, what their way of expressing that love is. You know, there are five love languages because not everyone loves the same way or wants to be loved the same way. When you understand that, you can meet people where they're at. But you can only do that when you are able to support and care for yourself. If there is more want than need in your relationship, then if the other person doesn't quite give you the love you need, you'll give that love to yourself and then you'll meet them where they're at and they'll do the same for you, which is a win-win. They won't feel guilty, you won't feel bad and the focus will stay where it should be on nurturing the health of the relationship as a joint unit and not two sad individuals nursing their own grievances. If you want to know more about how you can become your own support system, I've talked about that at length in a previous episode i'll share the link in the episode description the last point i want to mention here is for you to have more confidence in yourself as part of a relationship you need to speak up for yourself communicate with strength and confidence You know, we are often told by people who have done big things in life that confidence is a muscle. The more you exercise it, the stronger it gets. And if you don't exercise it as frequently as you should, it will get rusty and weak with this use. Someday, when you are pushed into a situation that necessitates that you act with confidence, it will be beyond painful for you to do that. Like how it is when we exercise after years of not exercising our muscles hurt, we have weird aches and pains in our body. So in a relationship, when something is not okay, or when you're feeling strong emotions, even if they're positive emotions, like it's not just about negative emotions or just about uh, confrontations or conflicts, whatever you're feeling, whenever you're feeling strong emotions, share those feelings, those opinions with the other person. When you develop this habit of speaking your mind, it becomes an act of respect for yourself for your thoughts your ideas emotions and that in turn gives you confidence you internalize this belief that you matter open confident bold communication is an awesome way of cultivating confidence so i advise you to communicate more and by that i mean communicate the good and the bad that you experience your feelings positive or negative your thoughts your ideologies your philosophy etc etc believe that everything you think Matters because it does in a relationship. Maybe it doesn't in a professional setting, maybe it doesn't on a public forum, but in a relationship, it does matter. Even your silly ideas matter. One advantage to that is that when things do go wrong in your relationship, you'll have the guts to speak up before things get really, really bad because you'll be in the habit of speaking your mind. So, this serves the health of your relationship as well, not just you. Let me quickly recap the things you can do to have more confidence. In your relationship, to move through it with more confidence is number one, cultivate clarity around your needs and wants and boundaries. Number two, know your strengths and maintain a growth mindset. Number three, have humility. Be willing to apologize when you make a mistake. Number four, treat yourself with love and respect. Number five, be your own support system. And lastly, communicate boldly, openly, and often. All of these things will help you not just be confident as you move through your relationship, but I really believe that these will make your relationships healthier. I really, really hope that they help. And if you have questions or if you think I've missed something, please do share. Well, what do you know? We've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today, for supporting the podcast and for sharing your time with me. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the show on whatever podcast platform you love. You can also watch the video version of the interviews and most of the solo episodes on my YouTube channel. Link is in the episode description. Now, if you've made it this far, you must love the content at least a little bit. Or maybe you just like hanging out with me. Or there was something in this particular episode that resonated with you. Or maybe it's all of those things. I would love to know, so if you've got a minute, it will be great if you can drop a review on Apple Podcasts or you can send me your thoughts on the show via email. Now, if you want content that goes deeper than even the podcast does with a lot of real life stories, one-on-one interactions, or just become part of my tribe, subscribe to my weekly newsletter. The link is in the episode description. Once again, thank you so, so much for sharing your time with me. Take care, and I will be back soon with the next episode.